Welcome, everybody. I'm uh, glad that you're able to join us for this, uh, this talk that we're going to have this morning. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to take a moment and uh, just spend a little bit of time uh, opening in prayer, and then we'll start to get into what is going to happen this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your sovereignty, for your provisions, for your grace, and for the peace that you offer us through your presence, through your spirit. And I pray, Lord, that as we gather together in this online format, that you would help us to see that we can still be gathering together in your presence, that you're with us always. And so, Lord, open our hearts and our minds to hear what it is that you want to teach us this morning. And help us, Lord, to... Um, be open to new things, to new experiences, and to the journey that you're going to take us on. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, as you can see, um, Tamil is here with me. and She was actually originally scheduled to be the one that would be sharing on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be uh, life-changing. Yeah, and uh, so we've changed that format a little bit uh, and decided to have more of a conversation uh, where we give you some information and then share some of our thoughts about all of this stuff that's been going on uh, in in the world mm -hmm. right now, essentially, and, uh, and more specifically in our country now. Uh, and so just... To give you some information first of kind of how we landed in this place, and as many of you know, uh, we're not the only church that isn't having an in-person service this morning. Most churches have moved to this online format. Um, and the reason for that is uh, because the um, medical officer uh, for Norfolk Haldeman specifically, has recommended that uh, we not do large gatherings in order for them to uh, to get this whole thing. Uh, what do they call it? Social social distancing. Social distancing social to distancing. make sure that we're we distancing from one another. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, just to give you kind of some background, on Friday morning, uh, it was a pretty chaotic day. We actually had a document. Uh, that, that I crafted beautifully. I was super proud of it. That was basically saying, these are the things we're going to do when we gather so that we can be safe. So we're, gonna, we're not going to do high fives for the next little while. We're going to distance ourselves from one another, but we're still going to meet with one another. Um, and as the day progressed, specifically working with the daycare, some of that shifted. Um, we weren't sure after they announced the closing of the schools for the next three weeks if the daycares needed to follow suit in that. And so Carrie and uh, the daycare team started researching all of that information. And we later found out that uh, the chief medical officer, Carrie got in touch with him, was the one that actually held the authority to make a decision of whether the daycare would be closed like the schools or not. Um, and so he did actually, I don't remember his name, uh, but he did actually put that order in place. And so when the chief medical officer puts an order in place, it means that we have to shut the daycare center down. 
Which, if you really think about it, makes a ton of sense. You've got 40, 50, 60 kids all yeah. in one building. Coughing, uh, sneezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So midday, we thought, we're staying open. We're just going to take precautions. And by the end of the day, Carrie was on a uh, conference call with all of the daycare directors, the county, the Ministry of Education, and so on. And they made the decision that this, the, all the centers would be closing for the same period of time that the, uh, that the schools would be as well. And so there's, there's huge implications to that. There's huge implications to, for the families, there's implications for the staff, uh, but the reality is, is that it's something that needed to be done for this social distancing, and so we, uh, we accepted that. And so we called an emergency board meeting because the board is the ones with the authority to, to open and close things and, and all of that. They're the board of directors or board of elders in our case. And we also had to talk about the church because we do exceed the 250 people gathering. Uh, at first I was super excited because I'm like, yeah, but we do it in two services. But we found out that that is actually considered one service because we don't uh, do cleaning in the transition period. And so we do exceed that number on a regular basis. Uh, and so the board made the decision that both the daycare and the church would take a pause to use NHL uh, language, <laughs> a pause, and uh, that we would pause church for the same period of time. Uh, let me rephrase that. We would pause meeting together in person, yeah. get the gathering piece uh, for the same period of time. And so here we are. We've made a, de a decision that I did not learn about in seminary, <laughs> uh, nor did I ever think that I would have to make. I don't like to to postpone anything. Yeah, uh, we were the ones here on that ice storm. Yeah, right? we were the church. The that only didn't church close open. Yes, during the yeah. ice storm. So canceling is not something we like to do. Yes, but it was it was yeah. clear that it was the right thing to do in, in this yeah. case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we just wanted to give you uh, some of the background on the decision and how uh, we came to that. We did consult um, uh, several physicians that we know, as well as the chief medical officer, the Ministry of Ed, uh, and our denomination. So uh, the Mennonite Brethren denomination has also published on their website a recommendation to all of their churches uh, that we... Um, comply with the recommendations from the government. I do think that that's interesting mm -hmm. because we've been studying First Peter mm -hmm. for a while now, and there's really been three underlying themes or really obvious themes that Peter has been pressing into, and that is that we never want to lose our witness, mm -hmm. that we are to submit, mm -hmm. the submission specifically mm -hmm. to authority and that we need to root our identity in the hope that we have in Christ. And, and it's interesting because I preached that sermon a while back, right? In chapter 2, verse 13, where Peter said, For the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority. And it was a difficult message. Like, like people asked a lot of questions about that sermon, and, and I completely get that. But yet here we are in a position where... I really think God is saying, are you going to live it? Yeah. Are you going to do this? Yeah. And so we, we talked about that at the 
at the board meeting yeah. and so on. And so we, we need to submit. Yeah. We need to follow um, the leading of these people that know more about this stuff than, than I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, it's not a reaction that is coming out of fear. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's important that we, that we um, take that into account because I've heard a lot of people reacting that way, that we shouldn't re respond in fear. But the reality is that this is a decision that's really looking out for our neighbors. Right? This is a yeah. decision that's being made to protect the elderly and the vulnerable in our communities. And I got to admit, when I first read up on, on the coronavirus, I saw you know people who are younger and healthy are normally in pretty good shape with it. They tend to recover well. And so I thought, oh, perfect. I can, I can continue with my normal activities because I'm not at risk so much and I'd probably be fine. And then slowly it kind of occurred to me, it's not actually about me. It's yeah. not about me getting sick. The reality is that I could be somebody who could transmit the illness to somebody who's more vulnerable. Yeah. And the last thing yeah. we would want is to put uh, brothers and sisters uh, who are more vulnerable in a position where they're at risk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I, I, I was the same way. I mean, I spent a little bit more time um, trying to define what being in shape really meant. Well, yeah, that's ambiguous. Or being ambiguous. ass shape. What do they really mean? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, after I got through some of that, I mean, yeah, it's not really about me. It's not really about um, even our broader context of, you know, oh, we might miss gathering yeah. together as the church. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that really became a reality to me is, um, like, we have a really messed up view. We do. Of what yeah. the church actually yeah. Yeah. is. Like, if we're at a point, and I don't mean to seem harsh right now, but if we're at a point where we are like, I can't believe they canceled church, or I can't believe that churches are canceled across Canada and the United States and so on, like, you can't cancel church. You cannot. No, you can't cancel church. The church belongs to God. Yeah. And uh, just because we aren't gathering doesn't mean that there's no church. We're the church. You, you are the church, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So we're, we're utilizing these online formats and things like that to bring teaching uh, and some, some resources to you. But the people are the church. There's things that the church does. There's marks totally. yeah. uh, that, that make a church a church. And so it's not, theologically, it's not as simple to say, you know, the people are the church. So whenever people gather together, you're being the church. There is actually things like the sacraments and things like that, that we practice mm -hmm. that define us as the Christian church, but the people are the church. Yeah. And when we look at the early church, uh, they didn't have the ability to meet like we do. Yeah. And so by our definition of the church in our North American culture today, like they would look at us and go, well, we can't do that. So I guess we're not the church. Yeah. And so you know, this is really, uh, I think, challenging us to reflect as North Americans of what our perspective of the church, what it actually even is. Yeah, totally. And so there, there's things that we can do to, to reflect on that. Like, first of all, I think we got a huge opportunity to be the church. Yeah. Like, ironically, I think... The church meets, gathers, yeah. does its services, maybe creates entertainment uh, and some teaching and some whatever it is that we do uh, across, oh, you know, it's all, everybody things, does it different, do. right? Yeah, everybody yeah. does it different, but are we actually 
is that actually translating into being the church in the world? And that's, right. that's what Peter's talking about. Are yeah. we translating what we're doing on a Sunday morning? Are we translating that into actually being the church? Mm -hmm. Or were we just a group of people that met together, sang some songs? Seems a little weird. First time I ever saw it, I thought it was a Same. little weird. Yeah. Uh, listened to a handsome preacher, uh, you know, share some thoughts or even challenge us on how we live. Mm -hmm. But does that translate into us actually being the church? And I think in times like this, yeah. God uses. Now, God didn't cause. We do, we do, I, I really believe that theologically. God did not cause this virus. We're pretty good at managing to do that as sinful human beings. Yeah. We've messed up the world. It's not as it was originally created. Um, but God will take these things, Scripture says, and make them good. Mm -hmm. He will use them for good. And so, as the church... I think we're being called now to actually figure out what being the church yeah. really is. And so that means people are, are going to be suffering through this process. There, there is people who are, our economy is already not doing well. And that means that some people uh, may be laid off from work. Mm -hmm. uh, their economic structure, their, their financial situation may shift there's the elderly who are deeply affected by this virus yeah uh people that, who are lonely right people who yeah. struggle with mental illness there's lots yeah. of people there's lots of ripple effects that we at this point in time don't even really know the full yeah. extent of yeah and so there's a lot of anxiety yeah yeah, yeah. and and th that's what we're seeing we're yeah. seeing actually anxiety ramping up in everybody and yeah. and for some strange reason buying toilet paper panic mass um, panic yeah well somebody thought you know toilet paper is the one thing we need and it's incredible <laughs> yes. how much of an impact we actually have on one another yeah. right i think it's a really good example of that yeah that I, I don't know what that person was struggling with in that moment that they needed that much toilet paper, but it's caused this mass <laughs> amount of panic around yeah, this I supply can't. that we, we it, it's really, it's not the yeah. thing we need, but it, it's really a testament to how yeah. much we have the ability to impact other people with our fear exactly. and with our hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Both, both are contagious. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. And so God is challenging us to be the church. Yeah. To actually place ourselves as peacemakers mm -hmm. into these situations. Mm -hmm and make a difference. Yeah. So if you have an elderly neighbor, you need to check on them. Yeah. You need to, to just see how they're doing. Do you need to go to the store for them so that they're able to have their needs met? Uh, if you have, uh, you know, someone else that you know that has lost their job, mm -hmm. is there ways that you can help them um, and, and uh, subside their situation somewhat? Sometimes it's as simple as just being willing to be a friend, being yeah. willing to be there, being willing to uh, to truly pray for people. Not yeah. say, I'll pray for you and then go home and don't bother. Yeah. Uh, but to truly, like right then, yeah. pray with them. Yeah. Um, but assure them that we have hope, like that yeah. we have hope in Christ. Like, yeah. like Peter, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but Peter, when he was describing the section on slaves in 1 Peter, like one of the things that he talked about when he was saying we're supposed to be, he says, 
he is your example and you must follow in his steps, right? So to be the church, we're supposed to follow in the steps of Jesus. He is our example. And he said he never sinned nor deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threatened revenge when he suffered. And listen to this. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Like calling us as the church yeah. to place our trust yeah. and our hope in yeah. Christ. And that's this identity yeah. piece. And so we have to, to be the church, show our neighbors our identity, yeah. where it comes from, where our hope lies in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah, totally. I think that whenever, uh, it's, it's easy for us to get into autopilot, right? Yeah. In our own lives and in the church. And when you're comfortable, it's easy to kind of shift in that position where you're, you're going through the motions. We gather, we do two songs, we do some announcements, we welcome people, you know, we, we go through the motions. But we're, we're forced when things um, get thrown into chaos to yeah. really ask important questions about who we are, right? Yeah. First Peter, like yeah. identity and about yeah. what we're called to and about what really matters and what doesn't yeah. and about how we can be, how we can represent that hope, how we can be light, right? And there's, yeah. there's so much that's still to be discerned as we move forward in this. But yeah, yeah there's tons of opportunity in it too. Yeah. And, and we- yeah, so I was going to say, imagine, uh, I was thinking about this today that like, you know, this is, this is like so world changing that this is going to be in yeah. history books, right? This yeah. is going to be the kind of material that uh, future generations are, are going to be reading about and learning about how it's impacted um, the trajectory of history. And wouldn't it be cool if those history books actually talked about how the church stepped up yeah. and, and made a, a difference in what that looked like yeah. um, in a positive way? Yeah. We kind of have a choice, don't we? We totally have a choice. We could be yeah. the people who are in line at Superstore fighting over mm. toilet paper. Yep. Church has lots of toilet paper. Brad and don't Teresa do an amazing job at, at stocking up our toilet paper. We have lots. So if you need some, come on by. $25 a roll. Yeah, maybe 35 Depends 50. how offering goes from this point forward. <laughs> but I can't believe we're even talking about toilet paper. We really have a choice to make. Yeah. And we can be a light. In our community, yeah. we can be people who bring a radical love mm. to people who really deeply need it. Yeah. We can be the kind of person who understands where their identity lies, where their hope comes from. Or we could be the kind of person who's constantly checking our investments yeah. and worrying about what's happening in the stock market today. Mm-hmm. Like if that kind of stuff is what draws all of our attention... I think what happens is we start to lose our focus on our true identities in Christ. Totally. And then we start to pull away yeah. from Jesus and yeah. we start to live our own way under yeah. our own strength and our own abilities. And that turns us into the person who's panicking, who's fearful, and who's fighting over toilet paper. Yeah. You know, and, and I understand. I've read articles about this whole toilet paper thing. And it, it it's anxiety-based it's fear-based totally. it's it's yeah. people getting anxious about w- what tomorrow will bring yeah and the reality is is that you know scripture super super clear that we're yeah. not supposed to even be worried about tomorrow yeah. we're just supposed to live right now yeah and trust yeah. in that identity in that hope that christ brings and so 
he's calling us, I think, to be the church mm -hmm. and to have this amazing opportunity not to, to be all dumbfounded that we canceled church, yeah. but to actually press into being yeah. the church. Yeah, in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, in an old way. In an old way. That's because true. because yeah. the early yeah. church didn't meet like we did. Yeah. You know, they didn't. They were persecuted. We're not. We're not. We're not even being persecuted. No. We're just. We're just not allowed to shake hands. <laughs> right. Because yeah. we might get sick. But but they were persecuted to the point where they could not uh, meet together like we do. Mm -hmm. And so that drove them into meeting together in homes. And yeah. they didn't have. They would have been so blown away yeah. at the fact that... Now, I'm not getting this from Scripture. I'm making yeah. an assumption. But they would have been so blown away that uh, their teachers could have made them videos sharing their thoughts on Scripture yeah. so that they could spend some time together yeah. praying with one another, you know, anointing one another with oil, doing communion together. Because you don't, you don't need us to... To catalyst yeah. those kinds of things you can do all of that totally. right around your own table yeah. but to have the resources like we have to post things online yeah. to to still utilize the teachers the the pastors and the ones who have been given to the church according to ephesians um and so we have a we have an amazing opportunity mm -hmm. to be radically loving church people yeah where when the history books write about this. It yeah. doesn't talk about, you know, the negative reaction of the church, the people who were, you know, focusing on losing their gathering. Yeah. Instead, we could go down in history as people that actually made a difference. Represented hope, represented generosity, yeah. lived in love. Yeah. So, you know, I know a lot of people view our Sunday gathering together as a church as their opportunity to be fed spiritually, yeah. right? So this is the time that they come and they learn about Jesus, they worship. So how do we continue to grow spiritually in the absence of our Sunday morning gatherings? And how could our folks continue to do that? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, some of that we're still going to work through, yeah. uh, but we are going to be utilizing this online format. And so we, uh, Pastor Andrew, actually, we'll start with the kids' side of things. Pastor Andrew has posted on our website under the, what section? The For the Families section, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, on our website, the, the teaching that would have happened uh, on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And so you can log on to evergreenheights.org, uh, go into the For the Families section, and you could watch that video with your kids. Uh, I, he prepared uh, some other things around that so that you can have good conversation, so they can resource you to do that teaching with your kids. We are going to be providing uh, a weekly teaching just like we would on a Sunday. Uh, we haven't fully decided on what that might look like. I, it may be preaching like we do on Sunday, or it may be something uh, like this, but with an actual subject, something that we're digging into uh, theologically and, and to get some meat to it, uh, and then providing some questions, which is something we already do uh, around our sermons. Um, you're going to share some spiritual formation stuff. Yeah, and actually we already have a resource up on the website. If you go to um, the practice section of the page, you'll find a resource that we put together 
for the season of Lent, which are the weeks leading up to yeah. Easter. And it is, it's a great resource because what it does is it takes you to scriptures around the life of Jesus. And it's just, um, it, there's a couple of practices that it outlines, but it's really just like focusing in on the person of Jesus and kind of spending time with him as we, um, as we reflect on the gospel stories. So, uh, we're, we're always disciples all throughout the week, right? It's not just yeah. Sundays. We're always, we're always learning and growing. And so I think this is a challenge and an opportunity for our folks to really kind of press in and say like, how, how are you going to do that? How, how's each of us going to continue to be intentional about our discipleship, about our yeah. learning and our growing in yeah. faith over the next few weeks, yeah. the next season? Yeah. And I, I think we're going to take a, a, put a pause on the first Peter series uh, and pick that up after Easter probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how all of this goes, we don't know how long or what's going to last, how long this is going to last. Hopefully we'll be meeting for Good Friday, Yeah, that that will be our next gathering together. Um, So keep that in your prayers. But uh, um, I think we'll put a pause on the first Peter teaching. And I think it's, I think we need to dig into what I believe God's calling us to. Yeah. And that question of what really is the church and reflecting on how we can be the church. Um, in a situation like this and in a world like that we live in. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to bring you weekly teachings. Um, Pay attention to the Facebook page, the website, the YouTube page, all the different resources that I don't even fully understand, (laughs) like Instagram and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, even throughout the week, um, we will be offering uh, different resources. The church itself, even though the daycare is closed, the church itself uh, isn't closed completely. Staff will we'll be here. Will be, yeah. here. Uh, we'll be working and, and doing uh, you know, what we normally do. Uh, we just are not having large gatherings. And so we're not gathering together and things like that. But if you need to, uh, to speak with one of us, you can contact us yeah. at the church. Somebody will be here, um, and, uh, and we're happy to, to meet with yeah. you. We'll also be going out and checking in uh, with a lot of our folks and, uh, um, you know, seeing how everybody's doing. And, and so we're in no way stopping mm-hmm. what we normally do. I just think in some ways we're going to be recreating it in some interesting yeah. new, new platforms. It's exciting and, in a way. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So, um, Yeah. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I, I, uh, I want to encourage everybody. Um, if you've felt fearful, hmm. if you've struggled with the fact that you've felt fearful, um, it's okay. It's okay. Just because we're believers doesn't mean we don't experience fear. Um, don't get upset like you're failing and that you could be a better Christian. Yeah. I mean, just embrace it. Name it. Um and take it to Jesus. Yeah. Lay it at his feet and ask him through his spirit to, to comfort you and to yeah. build you up. You know, James, the brother of Jesus says, draw close to me yeah. and I'll draw close to you. And yeah. so take that step forward. Yeah. Um, but, but in no way would you ever be condemned for being For experiencing fearful. fear, yeah. right? It's just that uh, 
you think about being a parent, right? And, and when your kids are afraid, you're not frustrated with them for being afraid. You just want them to know that they don't, don't need to be, right? Yeah, you, just, exactly. you walk them through the fear and help them get to the other side of it. And that's, that's the way God is with us. Like yeah. he says that he's our father. Yeah. Right. At our, our life group on Monday, we were talking about um, something. It's, it didn't occur to me at the time how relevant it really was, but we were talking about um, this reality that as followers of Christ, we can have like an inner peace even in the midst of complete chaos. Yeah. And how challenging that really is that it's easy to say that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, we're lots of different um, situations for the people who were there. So we were kind of wrestling through. What does that look like? And, you know, there, there's no real perfect answers, but uh, we talked about the importance of just coming back to the truth. So when we feel stressed, when we feel like, like things are um, chaotic, just re reminding ourselves of the truth of who God is, yeah. of who's in control, of who he says that we are, and yeah. just allowing that peace to, um, to come over us. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we really believe that God is who God says he is yeah. and that Jesus is... Yeah. Uh, who who we believe he is and so this is this hope is very real right yeah. so yeah so let's be a witness let's be a witness let's be a witness yeah. let's show christ to norfolk county mm -hmm. uh because of how we respond to yeah. this stuff to this craziness and uh so we're we're kind of nervously excited yeah um you know we're in a uncharted waters here and uh so i really think that this is an opportunity for our church to 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 grow mm -hmm. in their faith mm -hmm. you know I, I think growing in our faith is actually one of the most important pieces yeah. of the whole puzzle of of uh being christian is how do we become more and more faithful yeah how do we trust yes you know trust. um how do we trust how do we um you know, place our daily trust in a God that we can't see, mm -hmm. um, but a God that we can experience, totally. a God yeah. that we can interact with yeah. and have fully involved in our everyday life. Yeah. Uh, how do we do that? And yeah. I think that we're being reoriented yeah. to rethink yeah. what all of that, that looks, like. looks like. Yeah. So we're going to let you go for this morning. Um, but we are going to start into that teaching series uh, starting next Sunday. We will be posting more information progressively of how all of that will look uh, and what that will look like. If you want to get in touch with us, do it the same way you always would. Yeah. Uh, because it's really the large gathering pieces that, that uh, and there won't be 40 kids running around. So we might really actually quiet. get some things done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm, I actually really, I'm really excited. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm really looking forward to see what God does mm -hmm. in all of this. Yeah. What he does in each of us and how he challenges each of us. So this morning, take a little bit of time to just slow things down you know, maybe turn CNN off and, and all the news and all of that stuff and just take time to pray, mm. take time to have a Sabbath. Yeah. You know, we'll probably get into some of that yeah. conversation throughout all of this and take time to really reflect on who God's calling you to be in the midst of all of this chaos. Mm -hmm. Resist 
the temptation to binge watch Netflix yes. for the next three weeks. Yes. Right? There yeah. is a choice in that. Yeah. Yeah. Use yeah. this time to draw closer to God, closer to each other, yeah. and, and to be intentional. Yeah. All right. So that uh, that is really what we have for you this morning. We just wanted to bring you information and share some of our thoughts. Like I said, we're going to start into a teaching series next week. Um, and watch for all of these resources to come out. Um, and so let's just, will you close in prayer? Sure, yes. Yeah. Awesome. God, we thank you that we can trust you. Mm-hmm. God, we thank you that you are a loving father. God, that you know all of the hairs on our head. Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't have to worry. And God, uh, we do. We get, we get caught up. Um, in the panic, we get caught up in the anxiety, but God, I pray that as a church community, you would help each of us and us as a community to represent what it looks like to um, rest in your in your presence, in your peace, in your hope in this chaotic season. And God, I pray that um, this would not be uh, an experience that's that's wasted in each of our lives, but that we would use this time to draw closer to you, to draw closer to each other, and um, to really, really spend some time reflecting who we're called to be. And then th- that we wouldn't just stop there, God, that we wouldn't just reflect on it, but that we would, we would be it. God, help us to be the church, uh, maybe in, in a way that is, is beyond anything we've ever experienced, even though we're not having uh, the, the church meetings in a traditional sense. God, we pray that you would just draw us closer to you and closer to one another and let let us represent you well in our community. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just one last encouragement. Um, If you know someone in our congregation who doesn't have access Mm -hmm. to the internet or to our websites and things like that, uh, as we do the teachings and produce them, we can offer them on DVD or you could offer to have them over Mm -hmm. and you could meet with them and gather and pray and what about and, vhs uh, will we have vhs uh no i think well phil might have vhs available in his basement <laughs> but uh but we'll see i can ask but i think we'll stick so we'll with dvds and yeah. Uh, yeah i think we should just invite them over <laughs> invite them over yeah but just a few just a few three meters social yes. distancing yeah only elbow elbow bumps yeah. The, yeah. I heard no, there's a toe actually, tap thing. Three the feet. toe tap sound. Oh, three feet. Okay, three that's feet. easier. Yeah. The toe tap thing looks pretty cool. Yeah. So recommend. God bless you, folks, and uh, keep uh, watch on the website, the social media, and you're going to be hearing an awful lot from us over the next little while. God bless you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.